podcast called uh, Dub Jellyson Podcast. First ever type 1 diabetic in UFC history. Uh, doing fine, Dub. Nice to be with you. Get out! <laughs> He's like, yeah. My tunnel vision and my periphery, I'm like all field. Hey, you know how it is, Dub. Hey, when you're, hey, when you're team. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Dub Jellyson Podcast. Today, I'm bringing back UFC bandway, Mr. Knockout, Adrian Yanez. Adrian, how you doing, man? Oh man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, still, man, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks, but man, I'm just still kind of kind of on cloud nine still, man. It's 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 been it's been very awesome, man. Like uh, especially with all the extra love and support that I've been getting as of lately, so it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, MMA Twitter is really embracing you. How's oh it- yeah, yeah. So it's 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 pretty nuts, man. Because I didn't expect that at all, man. I, I'm just being like a genuine person on there, I'm just like. Like, I'm not really, like, trying to put on no fake persona or anything. I guess they love that, and they're like, yeah, like, we love this. So it's, it's been blowing up, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's super it's super cool to see from from my perspective as well, just considering I've, I've been a fan of you since the Contender Series, and seeing all these people start to get on the Yanez hype train. It's pretty oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love it, man. Like, it's a uh, – I got these people making uh Twitter like having changing their profile pics to me, and I was like, man, that's pretty pretty. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I I don't care who you are. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know because most of them are like, like there's one big with um, Jan as their profile picture, and then um, John Jones and Izzy and all those types of guys, all like champions and stuff. Oh yeah, so it's really good. It's like to be like to have like uh to have that already going for me. So I'm, I, I'm loving it, man. It's pretty cool, man. It's really awesome, man. And then also like, they got like, like there's a, there's like a, there's a group of guys that do that. And then there's a smaller group that just like, that's uh, consistently like backing me no matter what, like there's a big group, but then they, it drops in. There's a smaller group that, that, uh, that, you know, like they created a group chat that they put me in. I was like, all right, that's cool, man. Like they get real in depth and all that. It's fun, man. I love talking to them, man. It's pretty cool. What do they talk about in the group chat? All right, man. It's uh, like they, they, they honestly, they started talking about fights. And it's like, to me, I'm just like, you know, this is actually pretty cool. Like, like even if I'm not conversating back into it, they'll start talking with each other. And I was like, hey, it's a nice little community that they got going on there. So to me, that's pretty badass, uh, especially that, you know, it kind of like they're all like they're fans and like I they're like, you want to start a group chat? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And jumped into it. And at first, it was like, oh, like, Giannis, you're so cool. Giannis, you're so cool. And then it just, it switched uh, when we started talking about fights. And I was like, oh, dude, like, it, now it's just a whole whole bunch of messages about fights right now. So it's pretty cool, man. That is dope. Um, so, obviously, you kind of came into the spotlight after your two knockout wins, most recently against Gustavo Lopez. Um, how confident were you that you you were gonna get that finish again? Man, it was uh, it wasn't like I actually like I I expected to get it to get it in the second round, end of the first. Uh, but I like I said like I knew I I knew exactly who I had in front of me. That guy's a tough. He's a tough out. He's a tough fighter. Uh, I know for I know for myself like I was telling, I was telling my training partners like I'm gonna get him out in the second first second round, uh, end of the first, beginning of the second. Uh, but he hung tough, man. He hung real, real tough, man. I almost had him out in the beginning of the second, but you know he's he's he completely uh, he completely surprised me with uh, with how fast he can get back up. So mm-hmm. uh, 
I was very confident that I would be able to get the stoppage. Like I knew what I had in front of me and every, and every single time I was being precautious. Uh, I was, I was taking everything with the grain of salt, like anything that he was doing. So I, I just pretty much was just set, setting it up the whole entire time. But, uh, man, I expected it to get, to get it done faster, but man, he's a tough guy. He's, he's super tough. So it was, a it was a good one too, though. It was a really, really good one. Yeah. Um, it was impressive to see how, how calm you were. Actually, I was talking with a with a guy who follows me, Joey Blake, shout out to him. Um, how'd you learn to be so calm and, and patient in the octagon? Man, honestly, it was uh it's one of those things that I just kinda just like like all my nerves were were completely gone. Like I I was walking in there and just like I was like catching myself like putting myself like in, in the backstage, I was, I caught myself trying to put on this little bit of a fake, like, like trying to be angry or trying to be mad and all that stuff. But, you know, it, every single time, like I've been walking out as of lately, like for well, my last, like for my debut. And then for this one, for my last fight, I've just been like going in there happy. Like it's, it's a happy moment for me. Like I'm living my dream. I'm going out there performing in front of the world. So, it's just it's it's been less about the fact of like of uh of like me like putting it out there being like dude millions of people are watching right now uh they're watching the fight if you lose you're gonna be so embarrassed and all that stuff I'm like yeah it, all that stuff kind of runs a bit through your mind but for me I was just like dude I'm out there doing what I love to do like it changed it changed it changed my mentality of being like being scared to being like oh fuck yeah this is what I get to fuck I get to do this. Like I don't have to go into a nine to five job and like uh and sit back and like have somebody else like tell me what to do. I can go in there, go into that cage and do whatever I want within the rules of Nevada. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's I I just treat it like it's like me living my dream in the actual moment, and it takes all nervousness away from me. So like whenever I'm in there, I just know like and so, and as soon as I walk in there, man, like it's it's a different feeling. As soon as I step in there, see him across the cage. And we start going, man. I get super zoned in and super focused, man. Like, it's like a, it, I, I was almost like it was a sparring match for me, like these past couple of times that, uh, but I just wasn't, I wasn't able to, uh, I didn't have to hold back that I didn't have to hold back whenever I needed to. So it was, it was, it was good, man. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. And then is there, is there a certain like training method or a certain fight that you learned? Um, not to just shoot straight in for the kill. Like, so if you get someone hurt, kind of sit back and pick your shots compared to just rushing in and then putting yourself in danger as well. Well, there's a, there's like, I kind of learned off of other people's mistakes. Uh, I've, I like, I've learned off of other people's mistakes like so much, man. Cause like in the UFC, like anytime you saw Anderson Silva go for the kill, it was always, it was always calculated. It was mm. always, always calculated, man. And like, you remember, uh, like whenever you watch someone like Chris Lieben fight, Chris Lieben would be rocked almost on the way out. Then next, you know, the guy goes in for the kill and gets knocked out. So like you see that way too often where a guy goes in and like, dude, like that Pat Berry versus Chet Congo. Like there's a lot of examples you can go back and see where the, where the guy went nuts and ended up getting knocked out or gassed and then like getting beat up for the rest of the round. So I've always admired like Anderson Silva, you know, uh, Israel Adesanya, like some of those people who take their time, like and like, even though they know they have they have them hurt, 
they still they're still being so precautious, you know, because they know what they have in front of them. And for me, I always admired that. And just to see that being me being able to do that is actually pretty cool because like I that's something that I admire at and like marvel that that they'd be so calm walking you down and then knock you out that like it, it just made it look so easy. So that's what I want to replicate. And I've always like I wanted to do that. And also it's always in the back of my mind that, hey, I need to calm down because, man, a hurt animal will always fight back. So that's why that's why it's always best to like kind of just pick them apart the whole entire. So to do, I love picking people apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, like one of the most important um, mental things to have in the octagon. You've you've kind of mastered it so far. Um, I know a lot of people uh, have fun with comparing you to Jorge Masvidal and how you guys look alike, but that's like the main difference between you guys. Like he's all out from the beginning. And then it kind of fades towards the towards the ends of the fights. Um, and then you're just you're just it's a, like all the way through, it doesn't matter what round, like you're gonna get him at some point. Oh yeah, man. That's that's uh that's like the mentality I like to have too, man. I, I work super hard during training, like especially this training camp, man. Like I I've had since November to like really train for this. So I knew I knew in the back of my head that like I don't have to worry about my my cardio or anything. I don't have to worry about my power diminishing at at any point. I just had to go out there and just just fight. Like I just had to be smart about it. And if I was going to be smart, uh, I knew I was going to get him out of there. Uh, and 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 honestly, like honestly, anybody anybody like around my 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 weight class in my division right now, like in the tier that I'm at right now, like I'm in the back, I'm in the back of the bus right now. Still, like even with two knockouts. Uh, and everything, I I don't believe they're gonna shoot me up to anywhere close to the top fifteen within my next fight or two. Because uh, looking at it, you know, Victor Rodriguez coming off the debut, uh, he debuted, took it on a couple days notice, uh, seven days notice, and we got the fight. We got the fight. Uh, you know, and then I get this guy Gustavo Lopez. Uh, you know, we're both at the back of the bus. You know, we're both in the beginning of our careers. So uh, anybody like in the back, like pretty much in the back end, like, I know I'm doing this to 10 out of 10 times. Like, I, like, I, I believe in my skills that much. And if you give me from, like, the time that I knew about from, from, from uh, whenever I signed that Gustavo fight to, to how long it took to actually get to the fight, I know it's going as easy as that every single time. Like, especially these guys at, at where I'm at right now. Uh, so, to me, man, it's, like, it's all, it was all confidence of, uh, in my training and everything, you know, these guys like, man, cause I, I've, I've had since November to think about Gustavo. So that, that, that's another thing too. Like I had only one person to think about, so I knew I was going to get him out of there. So that, that, that's what made it easier. Hey, so, so when, when we were watching the fights, me and my boys, um, we kept, they kept complaining about how he was always smiling. Did you notice that? Man, I noticed it. Smiling twenty four seven. Yeah, I I knew I noticed that since uh since he was fighting in Combates, he he's a smiler. He likes to smile at people, but that's also one of those things that like it, it's annoying to people. Like where it's like it's almost like he's uh baiting you to come in. Mm-hmm. So like you know it it like I knew it was it was some type of mental thing. He likes to smile and all that stuff. It's it's cool, but I think that's more him hyping himself up. Uh. Because for me, <clears throat> I had my training partner bugging me with it. Like, uh, 
Like there's a and because he, he would go over the top with it a little bit, and he just like he would over exaggerate the movement and just make me do like the come the fuck on, man. Like hey, stop this. You know, like hey, but he would do it, and like by the time I got into the cage, I was like, like he smiled. I I didn't it didn't phase me. Uh, I know some people they see someone smile, they're like I'm gonna go after this guy, fuck this guy. But for me, I looked, I was I was like I'm not even looking at his face or anything like that. Like I know there was one time where in the fight like i remember in in first person view where i threw i threw the body i threw the body uh snap kick to the body and he's his smile went away i remember i, I remember doing that and i remember being like ah okay <laughs> and and towards the end of that second that second round uh he came in i could see him like his face like kind of just changed from like oh shit i gotta go after this guy and it was like the last 10 seconds and he came in and I threw a, I threw a, like a, a teep to the body and I threw a, a left hook right behind it and he backed up and I was like, you know what, let me feign it. I'm about to just throw something. I threw a little spinning. I just threw a spin just because, and I just saw how, like how he reacted and that made me smile. I was like, ha, I got him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, all my friends are kind of like casual fans or whatever. So that's what they were talking about. And I was so dialed in on you. But uh, usually when, when like my favorite fighters fight, I get nervous. And then for you, like after that first round, I wasn't nervous at all. I was like, oh, okay. It's just a matter of time before he knocks this dude out. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that, that first round, I was being super cautious. I, I wasn't, my, my output wasn't high. Like at least to me, it wasn't high. Um, cause I know, like, I, I was trying to gauge, I was trying to gauge what he wanted to do. That's why I, like, I, that's why I predicted like the end of the first round and beginning of the second round finish. Cause all I needed was to gauge my distance and to gauge the timing and see what he was going to try to do. Uh, he, I know he wanted to come in and shoot a little bit more, but like, I was just so good at like taking little drop steps, drop steps back. He, and he just couldn't close the distance without him getting getting hit in the face. Because any I knew I knew what I wanted to do. I anytime he came in, I wanted him to pay for it. Especially me being being the taller guy in that fight, I wanted to make him pay for it every single time. And it made him kind of scared to come in. So once that first round was over with, I was like, okay, I got this. Like it's it's just more of a like I got my timing down. Like I think it was after I started tagging him. Like I, after the first right hand that I tagged him hard with, I was like, "Oh, I got it, I got it." Like it, it's it's just a matter of time now. And then the rest of that round played out, and towards the end, I started catching my groove. I was like, "Okay, oh, he's going out." And then second round went the way it went. I dropped him in that round. Uh, and then after that, it was just more of a that towards that like the half of that round. It was just more of me just. Cause I knew he wanted to shoot. I was just waiting, waiting for his moment to actually go out there and shoot. Cause this corner was calling for it the whole entire time to shoot more, shoot more. This is MMA. This is MMA. This is like, uh, is like, like, and I, I remember hearing that the whole entire time. And I was just throwing feints on feints on feints with him. I was doing all the small little things just so, just so he would think second, think about it, like second guess him, second guess his shot. So once that first, as soon as that uh, third round came around, like I already knew he's like, he has to go for broke. So I know there's going to, there's going to be a big opening and it happened to be within the first 30 seconds of that round. So, you know, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people, people know you for your striking, but you're also really good on the ground. 
um, with grappling. Um, so when do you think that you're going to have to use that? Because if you look kind of a little bit past you, um, closer to the guys that are in the top 15, a lot of them are grapplers. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I I don't plan on using it until I absolutely need to. I, I love standing up. I love knocking people out. But, man, I do love I do love grappling. I do love the wrestling. I do love jiu-jitsu. Uh, that was my first martial arts was jiu-jitsu. So, to me, I, I can't wait to show it off. But I do love knocking people out. And I do love, like, I do love striking. Uh, so, it's almost – I got that Roy Nelson effect right now. Like, he got – he. He uh knocked, he started knocking people out and he got way too uh, happy with it and I just had it my whole entire career. I started off with jujitsu. I'm really good at jujitsu, but I I just love knocking people out. That's like my favorite thing. Especially like I haven't seen too many people get the performance of the night bonuses submitting people. So to me, it's like knockouts is where it's at. You knock somebody out pretty pretty nasty. You know you get you get the bonus. So to me, knocking people out it will always be better. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um. So we kind of talked about this when when I hit you up this last time about fighting at UFC 262 in Houston. Um, it does does it look like you're going to be able to fight on that card or what's going on? Man, it's uh it's it's crazy because uh, like I I kind of knew the situation going in. Uh, the situation like like so like with like the UFC what the UFC has been doing as as of late. Uh, they've been booking fights like way out in advance, uh, way out in advance. Like for me, I knew about my fight with Gustavo since, and most of the fights have been booked going towards Vegas, like to have like, uh, cause if, uh, if anything, honestly, like my fight had the possibility ability of being changed into Houston, uh, within a short notice and everything kind of happened the way it happened. Like, uh, like Francis Ngannou and Stephen Miocic, they could have been fighting in Houston or Florida, uh, one one of the two. So, like all those fights, though, like the two six two and the most the most recent one with uh, the Florida one being open, it was supposed to be in Vegas. So every fight that they had made was a, supposed to be a Vegas fight, but with everything being like switched over to switched over to like everything opening up, uh, pretty much what happened is like. Like the card was already filled up from every, from like it already being uh like so most of these cards have been filled up like since three months prior, uh-huh. and the reason why they do that is because dude due to everything going on right now they lose like they lose fights constantly. So I was I, whenever I called called for it, I at the time Tapology didn't re- release all release all the fights that they had scheduled, or they didn't know all the fights that were going to be released. But whenever I I asked for it. Uh, then that within that same week, come to find out, I find out that there's already like 15 fights on this card and it's fully booked up. And I'm just like, damn. Uh, so as of right now, I'm still training. I'm still trying. I'm I'm still uh, campaigning to be like one of the first people put on that on that on that fight card because if someone drops off, like if someone if a fight drops off, I jump in. So that's the that's the deal that we got going on right now. So. Uh, we actually we're, we're in talks with everybody and everybody because man, dude, like, not there's not one one Houston fighter on there, man. There's not one Houston fighter on there, and man, it, it would have been really really cool. Like honestly, it would have been really cool. Like if if for some somehow it would have been the Derek Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou because Francis didn't take no damage in the last fight. 
Mm-hmm. And Derek Lewis, I'm telling you right now, that that eight million, he could have headlined that that Houston card here within a couple, like in a month and a half. Uh, for eight million, he would have jumped on there. And then to have a couple other Houston fighters, like have a Daniel Pineda, uh, Ike Villanueva, shoot myself, and then even then, like there's like a couple other Texas fighters that would have been pretty cool to have on on there too. It, it would have been stacked up with nothing but Houston fighters, but you know they, it was already planned like ahead to be at the apex and they just kind of just switched it over so uh right now there's there's a possibility possibility of me being on that fight card so i'm gonna train like uh like i have a fight on that card uh so you know i'm already still in shape from my last fight so it's not really too much but i'm treating myself like i'm fighting may 15 uh so but yeah uh if anything man if that fall if that falls out uh since i've been like consistently training i'm i'm probably gonna take uh if, if just in the off chance that it doesn't happen, uh, I'm probably going to wait till July to fight again. Mm-hmm. Just to give your body a chance to recover. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like I, I went back a little bit too early to train. Uh, like my body was still like in the recovery phase and I kind of almost like burned myself, burned myself out. So like after fight, after fight week, I kind of like, I went back on a Wednesday, uh, came back to, came back to, uh, Houston on Sunday rested two days and i thought that was going to be enough but my body just still hadn't recovered like it, it felt like crap and then so the next week came around started training slowly trying to build trying to like make my routine again so now now it's all now it's in full throttle now mm-hmm. and uh, i mean there's there's kind of three opponents that have been thrown out there um in particular davy grant nate manis both of those guys you called out in um in your post fight um interview and then randy costa kind of threw his name in the hat as well um so is there a chance that there'll be any of those three guys that you're gonna fight next oh yeah i believe any one of those three guys are like all three of those guys would want to fight like absolutely 100 percent. i know those guys aren't scared it's just more of the fact that like like right now if like right now if a fight card falls if one of those fights falls off it's definitely going to be me and randy costa on Randy Costa on, on the Houston two six two card. Like there's cause we like it's already been set up and I'm pretty sure like you don't have to get him to agree to anything. Like it's like he's already he's already like he's you're gonna have no problem getting Randy to agree to anything. I know Nate Nate is probably in that different in a different atmosphere right now just because he had to pull out of his uh April fight. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what happened with him. Uh so like it, it might it might take a little bit for him just to get back into it. I'm not sure if it was like personal reasons or if it was uh injury. I just kind of just said for undisclosed reasons. And then uh David Grant, that that would be a great fight to make. But I I I don't know if like if it was just me just reading some BS one day, but I heard that he was uh that he was hurt or something. I don't know. I don't know his uh, current situation, but like uh that that would be a cool fight. Uh but yeah, like I know any one of those fights are, are lined up for me at any point because Randy Costa's not scared, Nate Manis isn't scared, and I know Davy Grant isn't scared. So those three guys, like uh the only one I haven't heard anything from was definitely Davy Grant. Uh yeah. just because I don't know if like my fault, like if like there's no like I haven't seen anything from him. Nate Manis uh definitely would would love to fight. He's already he called me out first, so I called him back out again. Uh 
and then we kind of uh, did have a little bit of back and forth on Twitter, but yeah. Uh, but on Randy, Randy Costa, like he's 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 a he's a nice guy, and he did it in a nice way. But I know that guy's not scared whatsoever. He's he's ready to go back. He's ready to go out there and perform. He hasn't fought in like like a very long time. Like I think it's been like six six eight months. I think so. He wants he wants to go out there and fight. So I know all those guys want to fight. And especially me on a roll, they want to kind of take my shine away too. So I I, I wouldn't mind finding any one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you do fight Costa though, he ghosts me on the podcast. So you need to whoop his ass for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, man. And then and then man, I gotta go out there and throw throw some Reese's pieces away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all those Reese's off, man. It's like gonna be like the uh, Boston Tea Party, but with Reese's. <laughs> um. So are you going to get that month supply of Dr. Pepper? Is that something you guys like actually talked about? Oh, uh, it, it was, it was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. We, we didn't talk about it. We didn't DM or anything like that. I think the only DM that, uh, that's happened was, uh, he DM me and it was more like, it's like, it's more like, there's no, dis- like he was saying, there's no disrespect behind any of it. I was like, I said, nah, dude, it's all love for me, man. Cause like, like to me, you don't have to hype, you don't have to hype me up for a fight whatsoever. Like, there's no, uh, there's no like, oh, he like, I want like Giannis only fights like a certain way if like you're pissed off at him or anything like that. No, I'm gonna fight you the same way if I'm nice to you, mad at you, sad at you, angry at you, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna go out there and fight the same. You don't need to, I don't need this like fake motivation to go out there and fight somebody. Like, I'm just like, it, it, it's a job. We go in there, we fight, we can be cool after, but man, to me, I don't need no type of like, I don't need no type of like, 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 oh, oh, F you, Adrian, or like, you suck or anything like that. Like, no, I don't need it because at the end of the day, we're both going to step into that case anyways, and we're both going to fight and take it out on you, whether you you talk mess or you don't. So to me, I'm cool with it because I don't want half my paycheck. I want my full paycheck. Yeah, 100%. so, like, the big thing around him was um, the month supply of Dr. Pepper and then Reese's. How many Dr. Peppers do you drink a-, a day, like, when you're out of camp? Oh, man, that – it can vary, man. It can vary. It just depends on how much is around me. <laughs> and because, uh, like, right, af- right after on the, on the plane ride home, I got, like – I packed, like, three Dr. Peppers in my, in my uh, carry-on bag. Like mm-hmm. I was at the, like I was at the uh, airport and I just packed three of them just in there just because I was like, man, uh, I took notice of whenever we're flying to uh, to Vegas that they that they only had Sprite and Coke and water and I was like I don't want any of those, so whenever I came back I was like no nah, I'm 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 throwing this in my I'm throwing this in my bag just so I know I have like I'm just gonna ask them for ice and that's it that's all I need. I was like, I, I got my Dr. Pepper on me. So it, it depends, man. I, I'll, I'll go out there. To, I remember one time, uh, like it was like, after, it was after, it was actually after the uh, Victor Rodriguez fight. I came back home uh, and drank a whole 12 case within like a day. <laughs> yeah, a whole 12 case within a day. And oh, yeah, I might have felt crappy like the next couple of days after, but man, I, I'll go out there. I'm like, I'll do it. Like I'll, I'll drink a whole two liter by myself as well, man. So I don't, I love Dr. Pepper, but it's, it's one of those things that I know it's like, it's like a, it's like a reward system for me. So after a fight, it's like, yeah, I go binge. I go binge worthy on it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, but for Dye Mountain Dew, I drink them like all day, every day. And oh, I don't yeah. have to get ready for fights, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch myself. I'm telling you right now, if like if, if I like if I if I had if I didn't have fighting, it would be like Dr. Pepper all over the room. Like I'd have mm-hmm. I'd have it stacked up like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um so before I let you go, I want to talk about just some of the some of the recent fights and upcoming fights in, in your division. Uh what do you think about the Sean O'Malley uh performance against Thomas Almeida? Man, uh, I especially against someone like Thomas Almeida, well man, uh I, I I thought I thought I expected more out of that fight. I expected a lot more out of that fight. Uh, Thomas Almeida hung tough, but man, he was out the cage for about three or four years. Is like he like he he had a long hiatus, and uh, it was almost like a, a like a warm up fight for Sean. I think I think I know what Sean's trying to do. I think he's like he comes back after a loss, so he gets an easy an easier an easier fight that isn't easy. Like this, like he took on Eddie Wineland after being gone for a little bit. And, you know, Eddie Wineland is a really big name is a really big name. You know, it's, it was kind of like a risk to reward ratio where like the risk wasn't very high because Eddie Wineland hadn't fought in such a long time. And then Sean O'Malley is the guy coming up. So even though Eddie Wineland had like such a big name, cause he's fought for a title before, uh and all that and Sean O'Malley's on the rise up but like everything was kind of leading hard against the against against Eddie Wineland and he gets knocked out you know and Sean O'Malley ended up taking like it ended up boosting him a lot higher because it was a perfectly styled matchup for him uh it was it was like a it was set up for him to kind of like knock it out the park then he gets Cheeto Vera loses loses that fight has to come back against someone like uh like you know he's not gonna get the the tough he's not gonna get the toughest fight next but he ends up getting another guy who's been on the shelf for like about a couple years mm-hmm. comes back in he fights a like the guy was on a I think he was on a on a couple fight losing streak if I remember. Yeah uh, he comes back in fights fights uh Sean O'Malley and Sean honestly I feel like I, I, I should we should have seen more from Sean honestly uh I know uh, Thomas Almeida made us tough. Uh, Thomas Almeida is really, really tough. But the way he was able to land on him, man, he the guy shouldn't have been standing at the end of that first round. Uh, so, I, I, I honestly, I'd probably like a seven out of like I'll probably give him like a seven out of ten, being kind of being generous, just because dude's coming off the couch. Like he's been, he's been, he's been in a, in a hiatus for quite quite a long, long time. Uh, I think he was on a losing streak, but props props to Sean. Like he he went out there and did what he had to do. But honestly, me being a fighter, I honestly I and seeing what I saw, I think he should have got him out in that first round. Yeah, I I mean I'd have to agree. Uh, do you think he could fight Cruz next, Dominic Cruz? That would be a fun fight. That would be a super super fun fight. Sean O'Malley's all feints. He's all feints, and Dominic Cruz is all feints. I would actually just. Like it doesn't even have to be uh like doesn't even have to make sense to me. Like for me, there's just more of like an intriguing matchup. Like if it's three rounds of them just moving around, like it's three rounds of j- just them moving around or like someone landing something. To me, that would be a fun fight. I would like to watch it. Uh, I would like to watch it. That, I think that would be a really good, 
a really good test and matchup, you know. And then also it's, a one, it's another one of those things that it's a, a, it, it'll probably see where you'll probably be able to see where Sean O'Malley's at as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Cruz, he's still in the uh, he's still in the top tier of the division, but is he champ worthy? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, you got you got these top guys like uh, Peter Yan and all that and all that. Uh, it's kind of hard to see him take like the. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to see that that step up, you know, because he he fought a very close fight with Casey Kenny, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. It, it's a good test for Sean, and it's also a good test for uh, for Dominic Cruz just to be like, all right, cool, like I still got it. So I would like to see that fight. Mm-hmm. So would I. Um, and then obviously the um, the title bout a few few weeks ago or a month ago or however long it was. Uh, what'd you make of that whole situation with the illegal knee and Sterling walking around with the belt and all that? Uh, I know, I know, uh, I know for myself, like I can understand where where he's where where he's at. Uh, like I can understand like with him, like talking about like how this this is a sport. You know, and we should be treating it like as other sports and everything. Like, I get it. I, I get it, especially like if you want to uh, make, like, make uh, MMA like a sport like football and all that stuff. You know, like, you know, like, uh, like in basketball, you get a technical foul, you get thrown out the game. When like you get suspended, you get fined and everything. But in MMA, you just lose the fight. And, and especially like in, in times like, like I can understand if it was, if it was a part of the rule set, like being need on the ground, uh, being a grounded opponent, and being able to knee. Like you plan for that differently. Like yeah. especially if it, especially if it's if it's added in the rule systems, you plan for it differently. Uh, like you see it in one FC all the time. Like you're able to throw throw the knees of the head. Um, like the fights are a little bit different. Like you don't have these people playing that game, putting their hand on the ground, knee of the ground, and all that stuff. And they're they're weary that they can still get kneed in the face if it's open. So it's a completely different it's a completely different game. Uh, so if Al, if Aljamain if it would have been in the system, I don't think Aljamain would have took that knee to the face, or it would have been a TKO TKO victory for for Peter Yan. But since it's illegal, it's illegal and it's uh, not in the rule set. I don't think you should, like. I think it's one of those things that he didn't see it coming as well. He's not expecting it to come. And he gets kneed in the face, and ends up like, uh, you, I, don't, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's acting and all that stuff. But you're not in his position. You didn't take that knee from Peter Yan. Uh, I know a lot of people were comparing. Uh, I saw I saw someone compare it to uh, Francis Ngannou knocking out Stephen Miocic, and I'm just like, I'm like, bro, I was like, hey, look, like, there's there's different types of hits. It's like you can get hit and still be shook. And still, and still be shook for the, like the longest time. Like it, it can take you like about eight minutes to actually like feel like you're like coming back to. But then there's also the ones that just put you out and you wake back up and you're fine. Like yeah. there's there's different types of uh, there's different types of hits that there's different types of like concussions and different types of uh, like knockouts. Man, there's there's some that that mess that mess you up for days on out. Man, there's some that just you wake right back up and you're fine. Uh, so. I don't know. Uh, him walking around with it, I know he's just kind of just trolling the fans. He's like, he's he's out there just trying to uh, be be a bad. He's trying to be uh, uh he's he's just trying to mess with everybody who's like talking shit to him. So, I I get it, but at the same time, I know for myself as a fighter, I I don't think I'd be able to hold that belt. Like 
taking it the way the way it was taken, I, I don't me personally, I wouldn't be able to hold myself and hold myself up and be able to walk around with the strap. Like I, I just can't do that. Not not for me, man, because like I was on the uh, with uh, uh, Muhammad, uh, uh, Jason Anik, and uh, Corey Sanhagen. We did a little game show on Remember the Show, and like I was trying to be like the hey, like like I was talking as it as in uh like as in like I can see where he's coming from, but at the same time I wouldn't take it. And next thing you hear is Corey Sanhagen being like, "Nah, do you take that away from me? we're fighting in the park?" Which I completely agree with. I feel that same. I feel that same way, uh, but. Like, but like I, at the time I was talking like, Hey, like I can see, like, I was, I was seeing it from a, from a perspective, like of Algerian. Uh, but me personally, no, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hold, I couldn't walk around. With, I couldn't walk around like that. I couldn't walk around thinking I'm the champ without like, without actually beating the champ or like going five rounds with the guy. Uh, so I, I just, I just couldn't, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to run that one back hopefully late summer, early fall-ish. Um, and then we have a number one contenders fight that's absolutely insane. Uh, of course, Ann Hagen, like you mentioned, and then against TJ Dillashaw. Um, how do you see that one kind of playing out? Man, I, I'm really pull, pulling for Corey Sanhagen. Uh, I know TJ Dillashaw, like you can't, like even with the with all this steroid, with the steroid use and everything, I know you, you really can't diminish the skill. Because uh, TJ Dillashaw does have good skill and he does have good uh he does have good pressure coming forward, but man, uh, Corey Sanhagen has been, just been coming one into his own and he's been he's improved almost every single fight. Even after that uh after the Algerian Sterling fight, he came back in and just started Marlon Marais, who was like pretty much was one of those guys who was a black horse of the division. No one wanted to fight that guy. Uh, he went out there and starts Marlon Marais, and then he goes out there and uh knocks out Frankie Edgar, like, out cold. I don't think anybody's ever done that to Frankie. So, so to me, I'm just like, man, I think he pulls it off. I think Corey Sanhagen pulls it off. He's He's been in a learning state for this past, like, for this past two years, and that's not nearly as good as he's going to get. I think – I don't think those two fights with him uh, knocking those two guys out does him justice with how much better he's gotten. There's a lot of small things if you watch those fights that you can see the potential of like, oh, he might have been wanting to do this and this. So they're they're like I I I think there's a lot more, a lot more in depth to how how good Corey Sanhagen is. And uh but whenever whenever I'm looking at TJ Dillashaw, I don't know how how's good he's gotten. It's been like two years since his last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh I know he got he got he got knocked out at 125 uh by Henry Cejudo. So, man, honestly, I, I look at it and I'm just like, I lean more towards Corey Sanhagen uh, winning. And if, uh, the, if, the, if the odds were to come out and uh, Corey Sanhagen was an underdog, I'm, I'm putting my bet on Corey Sanhagen, 100%. Like, um, I'm probably betting some good money on that. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to lean with Corey on this one. I don't think TJ is going to be as good as he was. Just because, I mean, he's he was already fairly old. And then to take – what two and a half years off now? I mean, I, that's just a recipe for disaster against a guy like Corey as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I hope he knocks him out, man. He's kind of. <laughs> I I don't think I like him. I don't, I don't think I'd like him as a person. Yeah, I mean, I. So like when I first got into watching the UFC and MMA, um, he was the first 
the first card like since I was a fan. So I watched UFC 232 uh, with John and Gustafson too. And then they had that long break because of Christmas and everything. Um, so he was the first card. So I liked him. And then when he popped for steroids, I was like, all right, I'm done with this dude. Yeah. yeah he kind of seems like a hothead. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard, heard some stories, but like, I, that's not my place near here or there to, uh, uh, to air, air that out. So yeah. Uh, maybe when all those stories come out, I'm like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, to me, like, I, I really like Corey Sanhagen. He's pretty cool, man. And I, I know I only had, I was on the only interaction I've ever had with him was on a podcast and he was pretty cool. He was a pretty cool guy. So, uh, to me, like I'm leaning towards Corey Sanhagen and if he's the underdog, I'm betting, the, I'm betting the house on him. Yeah. I'm probably have to going to do the same, but Hey, um, I'm going to have to let you go. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor. I'm happy to see all your success um, since the last time we talked. And hopefully we keep getting more and more success as we go on. Cool, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Yep, for sure. All right, stay safe down there. You too, man.